0: The show begins. Hi, everyone. This is Eric Pennington with The Spirit of EQ, and today's podcast is on enhancing emotional literacy. The word literacy in many terms is considered to be connected with intelligence. In many ways, it is. But today, what we're going to do is focusing on how you can enhance what you probably already have and maybe don't even realize you have. And we'll be back with Jeff here in a moment.
1: Life is a journey. Spirit of EQ helps shape and guide the road ahead for individuals, leaders, teams, and organizations striving to realize their full potential through emotional intelligence. Spirit of EQ is a coaching and consulting company that assists individuals and businesses to reach their full potential by developing emotional intelligence. In business, managers and leaders recognize the value of training to develop leadership skills. What they may not realize is that those skills are far more effective when they pay attention to not only performance, but also to people. Emotional intelligence is a crucial skill because people drive performance and emotions drive people. After this podcast, listen for a special opportunity to learn more.
0: Well, you already know this. This is enhancing emotional literacy. So here we go. How about a basic definition of emotional literacy?
2: Emotional literacy is to take the emotions that we all feel and to learn to one recognize them, not only in yourself, but in other people, and then dig a little bit deeper and try to figure out what that emotion is telling you. Uh, Emotions are there to help you identify what's going on around you. So, When you can do that, it'll help you interact with the people. It'll also help you interact with yourself so that you really understand what's happening. If you feel a strong emotion and you don't know what's causing it, you're going to be all wound up or bound up and not be able to do anything. Or if you feel kind of a nagging, not quite in as intense motion, it's still telling you something. There's some situation that you don't know what it is, more than likely, that you're going to need to
0: address. Before this show, I was looking through some of your materials and you have something that was really intriguing to me. Emotions are chemical. Can right. You explain that a little bit.
2: Okay. I'm not going to get into all the uh, neurological mumble jumble because I can't. So my head's not going to explode. No, your head's not going to all explode. All right. Good deal. Because I, one, I can't pronounce most of the terms <laughs> they use. But. Uh, The basic of emotion is when you're confronted with something, your brain dumps some chemicals into your system. Uh, One of the ways to describe it, there's a a kind of not really smart part of your brain called the amygdala. Uh, The amygdala is there for protection. So when if you're walking through the woods and a bear jumps out in front of you, that amygdala is going to dump a bunch of chemicals. Uh, you can always look those up. It doesn't really matter for our purposes to name them. Sure. Uh, but they're going to dump into your system. And what that does is get you ready to either fight the bear not probably a good idea to run from the bear flight, mm-hmm. to freeze, play dead, or to flock. Find a group of people to help you fight the bear. It also works the same way if um, you're working in your office and somebody comes up and didn't get a project complete and it makes you angry because they processed or promised that that would happen. That amygdala, because it's not very smart, reacts the same way and dumps those chemicals (laughs) into your system to get you ready to (laughs) fight the person, (laughs) to avoid flight from the person you know, freeze, just lock up and don't do anything, or
0: uh, flock, I'm going to go tell the boss, or whatever. So <laughs> so it, when you say that, it almost sounds like, I mean, throughout the day, we're just, we're confronted with all these situations of fear and anger and all the rest. This is happening all the time? All the time. Yeah, you know, you're bombarded with all kinds of emotions. And the
2: one thing to remember about emotions are that they're neutral. An emotion is not a positive or a negative. It's what you do with the emotion that turns it into getting a positive result or a negative result. Um, with fear, once again, um, let's, let's, let's not talk about fear. Let's talk about anger. Very strong emotion. Yeah. So you see a situation that makes you angry. So you have two directions you can go. You can choose to get into a fight to confront. And, you know, have a very direct reaction to the, to -hmm. whatever that situation is, Mm -hmm. which is more than likely not going to turn out well. It might give you a little bit of a satisfaction right when it's happening, but on the long term, it's not. Or you can decide to go down a response uh, path to the anger. Okay. This is making me angry. What can I do to change that situation? If it's something like you see a social injustice, you know, I can confront and, and fix this one little bit of the problem, or I can respond, and, okay, I'm going to get involved in finding a solution for whatever that social injustice is. So it's they're both drivers, but it's what you do with them. And it's the same way with all the emotions, even like a, an emotion like joy. <laughs> can be turned into a negative or a positive. So, you know, the po- the negative would be this makes me really good, so I'm going to gorge myself on whatever that is or to take it in moderation.
0: So kind of the too much of a good thing can be bad
2: yes. too. So okay. that that's why we really look at all the emotions as neutral.
0: Okay. So in a minute here we're going to go over some of the eight basics around this, but there was something else that I saw that the job of the emotion what does that mean? It's, it's what we talked about. The
2: job of the emotion is to give you information. Ah, okay. It's, it's gotcha. like when you're little and you touch a hot stove and you feel that pain, that pain's job is to tell you this is not something you should continue to do. And so hopefully you learn from that, not to touch a hot stove. And and that's the same thing with the emotion. That emotion is just giving you information about what's going on around you. Most of the time, you really can't, it's not giving you exactly what it is. It's just telling you there's something there. And then by being, enhancing your emotional literacy, you can figure out what the situation is. Okay.
0: So, Let's go over these eight basics. And, um, are these competencies or? No, these are,
2: they've broken emotions down into eight basic emotions.
0: Oh, okay. So we're going to touch basic. Okay. I gotcha. Sure.
2: Yeah. The, the, this, um, enhancing emotional literacy is one of the eight competencies that we work with. Gotcha. Um, so there's anger. We kind of talked about that, mm-hmm. uh, it's there to help you with problems to recognize problems and things like that. Then another emotion is anticipation. I'd like that I, I'm looking forward to that then Then we have disgust, and disgust basic job is to tell you when something is unhealthy, whether it's physically unhealthy, like you know drinking milk that went bad gotcha. or um, you know emotionally spiritually unhealthy, what's going to hurt you that way. Fear is to protect us from danger, pretty simple. Mm -hmm. Joy is there to remind us about what's important. When you feel joyful about something, that's something that is very important to you, and it's just a deeper thing. It's deeper than happiness. Joy and happiness are not the same. Then there's sadness. It's to connect with the things that you love when you lose something, Mm -hmm. uh, when something doesn't go well for someone else or something doesn't go well for you. It's it's a connection thing surprises there to tell us about a new situation you know or a new thought or a new person I or something about it somebody else it's to let us know there's something new there that I want to explore and then trust Trust is is a connection with other people where you can rely on each other and there's a lot of different degrees to uh, to these eight basic emotions
0: there's one thing I was going to ask you within that. And obviously, it's not like we can pick and choose what emotions we have because we're human beings, mm-hmm. right? And I think about again, you know, the fast pace of life, uh, the distractions, the you know, the busyness. And this is really small, but it could mean a lot to people. What would be one thing that you would recommend that a person do when they're confronting any of these? Is it stop and think, reflect? <laughs> okay. what, what would you say? Just one little. Okay. Bit. Little tidbit.
2: Like we said about the emotions being chemicals, there's a very interesting, this is scientifically proven, Mm -hmm. that those chemicals do not last long in your system. Ooh. They last about six seconds. And if you can control your response to an emotion, or, or excuse me, control your reaction to an emotion for 6 seconds then you'll be able to respond in a more suitable way.
0: Well, wow, so maybe it's a 1001, 1002, yeah. right?
2: <laughs> the, the 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 counting to 10. Uh-huh. Uh if you count to 10 that's about 6 seconds. Lynette one of the ladies that I work with, she names the dwarfs in alphabetical order. You know, the dwarfs from wow. Snow White. Yeah. Okay? Because she has to shut down everything else and concentrate on that. So if you can get through that 6 seconds then you can respond in a in a thoughtful, rational way, rather than re, uh, reacting in a uh, most likely a negative a way. A negative way, yeah. Okay. okay. Six seconds. The, the company that we work with that provides all our assessment tools. That's why they're named that. Interesting. And then the, the asset, main assessment tool we use is Say SEI, which is six in Italian. Interesting. So that, wow. that's a very basic thing to think about.
0: That's a powerful tip, Jeff. Uh, You know, I think about it in my own life and some of the examples that I can even just recently where I'm going, you know what, either I did take a moment to just, I'm going to take 10 breaths or there are times certainly where (laughs) I've said, charge on in, I've got to fix and then, you know, face some of the the consequences.
2: My my wife and I are dealing with this right now. We have a new dog. Oh my. (laughs) And uh, she's a great dog, but She's still a big puppy, <laughs> so been there. Okay, she's just being a puppy. Okay, I gotta count to the ten. Just being a puppy. Just, just being, being a, a puppy. puppy. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I really didn't need that pair of shoes anymore.
0: <laughs> uh, I see. I see. I, I'm gonna. Butcher, I'm gonna just forewarn you. I'm gonna butcher this guy's name or this gal's name. Okay. The is it the Pletchik model? Plutchik. Plute check. Okay. okay. I did butcher it. So yeah.
2: tell us a little bit about that. Trouble. What it is is they take those eight basic emotions and kind of put them into categories and then rank them. So let's look at joy. All right. Okay. Joy is kind of in the middle, but in that same thing is ecstasy, yep. which is joy times ten
0: it's almost like that euphoric feeling. Yes, euphoric feeling. Okay. And
2: then you go outward in this chart, and you go to serenity, which is just, I'm content, I'm happy, life is good. Mm-hmm. And it does the same thing, like with disgust, disgust times 10 is loathing. Disgust is one thing, but loathing is almost an action. <laughs> you loathe someone or Sure, something. it does have that connotation, okay. doesn't it? So, But then you go one out from disgust then you have boredom. I just don't really care about this. It doesn't interest me. That's what the Pluchek model is. Okay. And, and people can look that up. There's all different kinds of these models, but just the Pluchek model for emotions.
0: So if, if I were to ask you, Jeff, I know I have some thoughts in my head. Why would that be important for the listeners to know um, these, not only the eight emotions, but that model and, and how. To, to
2: understand that emotions can have degrees, can have strengths. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, you know, you might be feeling this. Okay. I need to know what what the the root is. What is the the basis of this emotion? So being able to do that, that enhances your emotional literacy. You know, most people think there's 15 or 20 emotions, but depending on who, what study, I've seen up to 10,000 emotions.
0: Oh, my. Yeah. So you're, you, I, I'm getting it. Really, you're, you're, you're saying this increasing our literacy, our knowledge of the emotions that are running through us gives us a better chance on a daily basis to manage them, right? Yes.
2: But well, one, one of the competencies we'll get to in a future podcast is something called uh, navigating emotions, hmm. being able to work through emotions. But the thing about navigating is no matter what, whether you're navigating with your, your GPS in your car or the map at the mall to, you know, you want to go to the Starbucks, you have to know where you start
0: from before you can navigate. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great insight. That's so, yeah, th- insight. that's why
2: this is the first competency. You can't go any place until you know where you're starting from.
0: Got it. So it's complete completeness. Okay. So let's talk about a word that uh, some people really cringe when they hear it, but I think it's important. So if we wanted to give the listeners some kind of a homework assignment, Okay. just to do on their own, maybe something you know, just quick and easy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, throw something out there, Jeff.
2: All right, One of the things I've had people do that that maybe are struggling with this is as you go through your day, you can keep it on your phone, you can write it on a piece of paper, just try to write down the emotions that you're feeling. What emotions did I feel today? It's best if you do it as you go through the day and then try to dig a little bit deeper and figure out what is causing that emotion? Why am I feeling longing? You're, you know, you're you're longing for something, but you might not know what it is.
0: Well, let me throw this out to you. So, okay. so let's say I'm in the office and I came in at eight, and I typically take my lunch at noon. And there's a bunch of things that happen between the eight and noon time. Mm-hmm. So maybe I take a little time after a conference call to go felt anger at another division VP mm-hmm. who was saying things that were not exactly accurate. Boom, going to a staff meeting, felt surprised because they're talking about um, bringing in a new consultant to help us get better at X. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're just jotting that down because, again, everybody's moving at lightning right. pace. Could lunchtime be that period of time where you maybe delve into what you wrote down? Okay, like
2: the surprise for somebody new coming into the organization. Mm-hmm. You you've kind of you know that emotion has kind of run its course you know chemically and physically and all that kind of thing right but now you can rationally go okay why was I surprised Mm -hmm. what what is you know what is the outcome going to be is this person going to help the organization you know what is the truth behind this rather than me just feeling threatened or you know anxiety because right are they going to replace me or you know that kind of thing okay okay and and all these things also work (laughs) we need to remember in your home life, your social life, uh, every every part of your life. So you just don't want to separate out
0: work life. Yeah, that's that's a great insight. That's a great insight um, because I imagine that there's a number of people that, because work is such a dominant part of living that they may think those other things, well, I'll get to those later or something, mm-hmm. right? But you can do this at home with your son, your daughter, your wife, or mm-hmm. maybe a neighbor or whatever. It, it, it does not mean just you know, in that big eight-hour window that we call work, right? Correct. Okay, great. Well, uh, Jeff, thanks again for joining us. I had a great time. This is Eric Pennington with The Spirit of EQ, and I'm with uh, Jeff East of The Spirit of EQ. Hope you guys have a great day.
1: Thanks for subscribing and listening to The Spirit of EQ podcast with Jeff East and Eric Pennington. Spirit of EQ is a preferred partner of Six Seconds, the Emotional Intelligence Network. 6 seconds is a non-profit organization researching what works in emotional intelligence. Best practices are shared through methods and tools that are global, scientific and transformational. To find out more about Spirit of EQ or to request a speaker, go to spiritofeq.com. Our contact information is in the podcast show notes as well. And now for our special offer.
2: Hi, this is Jeff again. I just want to let everybody know that if you have any questions or want more information about anything we've talked about, just send me a quick email. My email is jeff at spiritofeQ.com, and I'll get right back with you. Thanks.
1: Circle270media.com
0: Hi, everyone. This is Eric Pennington with The Spirit of EQ. I'm not introducing a new episode today. I'm here to tell you some things that might help you. Jeff, you're with me as always, so yes. how do people get in touch with us? Well, the best way is just send us an email at info
2: at spirit That's
0: awesome. Jeff, I was also thinking about reviews and I'm notoriously bad at asking for them. So reviews on all of the platforms, wherever you get your podcasts, yes. you think that'd be good? I think that would be great because one that will help us
2: learn how to make better ones. And it's always good for us. So we're, we're not the perfect
0: podcast hosts?
2: We're close. Okay, all but, right. But, but not, still, not totally we want perfect. your feedback.
0: We want your feedback.
2: But it'll, it also might uh, let us know a new subject. Hey, we need to dig deeper into that. Yeah. So let us know
0: what you think. Cool. We really appreciate that. As always, too, there is social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, and we also have a YouTube channel. Those also have mechanisms or, or options for you to be able to leave a comment a like of those kind of things just want to make sure that you know how to get in touch with us right Jeff right we appreciate you all thank you once again we really appreciate you tuning in today one of the things that Jeff and I want to bring to your attention as well is that when we created this podcast it was not intended to take the place of a clinician In other words, if you find yourself in a place where there's something deeper going on or something that you cannot solve on your own, we do recommend that you reach out to a clinician of some sort. This podcast is purely opinion-based and it is rooted in the desire to help you along your path in whatever way we can. However, it is never going to replace nor should it ever be looked at as a replacement for clinical help in any way.